OK, Richter, now listen. I think you've gone way too far this time. 20th level characters. Are you joking me? Everybody knows you start at first level and you spend years and years working your way up. You've got to grind and munchkin as much as you can. You've got to fall out with your mates, argue with DMs, move from group to group. There's no way you can just come up with a 20th level character and play the game. I mean, you know, it's like you might as well just get your rule book and throw it straight in the bin. I think you're just giving the hobby the finger, man. You're giving it the finger with your 20th level characters. And anyway, they're, they're so OP, it's unbelievable. And you're just breaking the game, man. Just don't, don't, be, don't be playing 20th level, Joe. What they... All right, now I've calmed down a little bit after the initial shock. And to be honest... I have to confess, I haven't actually played at high level. But I know these characters are broken and OP because I read about it on the internet. And we all know, to be honest, that is always the thing to do. You don't want to actually play these things because, let's face it, who's got, who's got time to actually play up to high levels I mean you know there's loads of people out there that know far more than me about all this stuff so you, you look it up Joe just look it up. you'll see and then listen to the wisdom of these people out there and they'll put you straight What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hindsightless, the occasional podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, I promise. After I got your messages calling, dude, I did look it up, but it was it was too late. I had already run my game, and if only I had gotten your warning sooner, I could have avoided it. it it, it was everything they say on the internet. It was broken. It was like one of those unplayable games. It was, yeah, like nobody had fun. Nobody wants to do it again. And I just, I wish, I wish. Oh, wait, no, wait, no. It, none of that happened. <laughs> it was actually the opposite of that. It was super fun, and I am going to talk about it. First, I got a couple call-ins from Jason and Barry, and then I'm going to dive into talking about my sweet 20th level Pathfinder game that I ran for five of my friends. Hi, Joe. Good episode about high-level characters in games. Um, <laughs> what I to say was... Is it really that the game breaks down when you get high-level characters, or is that by the time your players get to high level, the players break down? I guess that's a question. <laughs> I mean, my experience is that if we start at low levels and progress to high levels, I see a lot of player character fatigue, where the players get a bit bored of their characters and they start losing the plot a little bit around playing the same character, which is why it's sometimes nice if one of them dies, or a few of them die, and they can change them. And I do wonder sometimes if it's that progression up. So if you start at higher levels to play at higher levels, I think players play higher levels a lot better. And, you know, it doesn't break the system, it doesn't break the game. I mean, the games are very well designed, I feel, around managing higher levels and challenges for higher levels. And you've just got to, I mean, it's more complicated, a lot more actions, a lot more things they can do. But, you know, as long as you're skilled enough to manage that, it's not really a problem, in my opinion. Anyway, that was my 
point. Speak to you later. Hey, Joe. Jason here. As you know, I'm going to miss out on your Pathfinder game. I was hoping to play in it, but schedules just didn't work out. Hope to catch it next time. I'm very excited. I think that's awesome that you're going to be able to, you know, just unleash everything as the GM. And and yeah, so what if the turns take a little bit longer and all? You guys are going to get to do stuff you never get to do, you know? So that's really awesome. I'm really happy for you guys. I hope the game goes great. I look forward to hearing about it. Take care. Hey, thanks for the call in, guys. Yeah, dude, Jason, I I'm, I was bummed that you could make it into this game. And if I ever do end up running another one of these crazy 20th level things again, I hope you're able to get into it, though. I, I don't know if I will, man. It's been amazing, though. And Barry, yeah, for sure, dude. I don't I'm sure they're out there. I know that they're out there. People that have played the same character from one all the way up to 20 I I've never done it. I've never the closest shit as a player. Like I don't think I've even really gotten that close. I would say maybe eighth or ninth level. I think, but that's why yeah, that's yeah that's why we got to do these things every now and then to see what it's like to see how the other half live. <laughs> And so, yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Just for some quick nuts and bolts stuff, we used Zoom for this session. We played Theater of the Mind. Everyone rolled physical dice, although I used uh, a dice roller for, like, my big monster dice, like when I was rolling 10, 20, D6, because that would take me infinity amount of time to try and count those up using magnifiers and shit. But... So yeah, that was that was our setup. Super super simple, no technical issues, uh, and it it worked really smooth. All right, now let's talk about the game. So the party consisted of five PCs. We had Scully the Witch, Marina the Rogue, uh, Vinum the Cleric, Aina the Nightblade and uh the judge the monk and it was <laughs> without really talking to each other or anything two of the players were or two of the characters were lawful evil <laughs> the cleric was true neutral the witch was chaotic neutral <laughs> and the nightblade which is a really awesome third party class uh for pathfinder it's sort of like a kind of like a shadow magic based sorcerer mixed with a rogue kind of almost it's they're they're super goth i love them to pieces probably my favorite class in the game even though i've never ever played one <laughs> but anyway anyway uh and so like i sort of said the setup was they got summoned so they got summoned to the silver spire of nar where they had received a bunch of their missions in the past in the man who had given them those many many missions was sitting behind his desk his name was Nikolai Furyforge he had recently lost his other eye so he was completely blind which was my fun way of having the players describe themselves because you know PCs like to talk about the characters or players like to talk about the characters whatever anyway that was really fun uh, and then he dropped the news on them that the gods were pissed off at the five of them because they had done too good of a job of 
defeating evil basically and now humanity was they were content uh all of humanity was cooperating they were all independent but still working together they weren't paying any homage to the gods because humanity didn't need them anymore uh everything was good and so the gods were pissed they had sent down is an angel, a solar. If you're familiar with D&D monsters, it's a high level angel, a complete badass. So they sent down this solar and instead of just fighting the party, you know, one on five, this solar has gone around releasing or awakening all of the party's like greatest enemies from the past and so now all of their you know arch nemeses are out to get them and so that all took you know that took a little bit of time but not too long because i wanted to get right into it so right after you know nikolai fury forge <laughs> was telling them all the information they needed to go and get this ancient evil uh weapon to defeat the solar uh, and the party had a few more questions from him, but then I had an ancient black dragon rip the top of the tower off a second ancient black dragon breathed down a pool of acid on the whole party dealing 20 d6 damage reflex save for half, uh, which was just, that's a great way to start a fight. Plus you go I threw in two saves against fear because the dragons have fearful presence. So instantly they're rolling dice. They're in the heart of it. And then, then it started. <laughs> so the monk went first, um, 20th level monks in Pathfinder with the feats you can take are amazing. So he was able, the dragons, mind you, were 100 feet in the air circling around. The monk was able to teleport up to one of the dragons and unleash his flurry of blows, which at this level and with his magic items and feats, I think he has nine attacks. I'm pretty sure it's nine. Each one that hits deals 2d10 plus like 13 or 14 massive amounts of damage. Uh, he did over a hundred points of damage in his first round. <laughs> and then after him, the rogue went who has these amazing bat wings. Uh, and she flew up there, was able to use one of her 20th level rogue abilities um, that would let her uh, treat this enemy that, she wasn't hidden from as if she was hidden so she could use her sneak attack and so she went up there stabbed the shit out of him did a bunch of damage because uh, each one of her sneak attacks does 10d6 and that was just the start of just craziness the the witch is controlling two banshees uh, which she had an amazing backstory of how those banshees got under her control <laughs> holy shit that was awesome but and so the banshees got involved in the fight i'm trying to run three ancient black dragons the players are trying to run all of their characters and while it is intense it was a lot of fun everyone everyone said at least that they had a just a blast uh being able to do 
like like Jason mentioned in his call and just being able to do that stuff in the game that you you're never able to do in the actual game is is crazy uh, doing that much damage the cleric was tossing out some awesome buffs uh, at one point the monk so I have a house rule where if you roll three 20s in a row you kill whatever you're fighting and the monk did it he rolled three 20s in a row killed an ancient black dragon with three 20s in a row and I was just like this is gonna be the coolest man so the party the party fought through that encounter they they I mean it didn't take to it probably took four rounds maybe five rounds uh, with five player characters and three bad guys that fight took I would say about an hour of real time and each turn did take a little a little bit of time when you're adding up all those dice and rolling that many dice but god I, I just it was it was just it was just fun and so after the after the fight they were figuring out what to do they knew they had to go find this dagger the dagger known as god's lament they didn't know where it was but they had learned that there was a coven of magic using giantesses that they had fought before that had kicked the shit out of the party they learned that this group the asharai coven they might know where the dagger is they learned that the coven was about 2000 miles away so for a while they the witch summoned a ghost carriage to carry them drawn by four ghost horses and a dapper dressed ghost that was that was fucking awesome and so they <laughs> they took the carriage ride for 8 hours and then the nightblade has an ability where she can open up a uh, demi plane of existence her own pocket universe which is at this level uh, I think 200,000 cubic feet and in the center of which sits this giant sh fortress made out of shadows that's an ability that the Nightblade gets at 15th level or something it's awesome and so uh, the player there playing Aina had uh, she just had a blast describing describing her castle and her fortress the party spent the night there they ended up using the ninth level spell interplanetary teleport instead of just like the seventh level version of greater teleport to get the rest of the way to the Ashari coven but hell why not dude <laughs> blow those spells i love it and that's where the session ended they ended at the gates of the city of uh I forget why I think I named it like Nistara or something because I was thinking of Nistara. I had that in my head. I Nistara is probably something anyway, but so they ended there. That was the end. We played for three hours. We are going to play for two more, uh, two more sessions, one on the 5th of June and one on the 19th of June. The final fight will be against the solar and it's, I mean, it's going to be insane. It's going to be a gnarly fight. So in, in game terms, that fight that I pitted them against the three ancient black dragons, according to the rules of Pathfinder encounter building, that fight was considered an easy fight. <laughs> that was an easy fight. 
and the fight against the Solar is going to be an epic fight, which is like, I think, four categories higher. And it's, I don't know if they're going to make it through that. I think they'll make it through everything else that I'm going to throw at them. I'm, I'm confident that they will. They have insane amounts of power. But it's, it's really not that, it's no different. I don't know. It's not any different for me challenging them at this level than challenging them at lower levels. Like, especially with the way the Pathfinder is set up and the way the Pathfinder SRD, PFSRD.com is set up. Uh, it, it makes it so goddamn easy, man. And just, I, for me, it's just fun. And just putting these crazy ass encounters together. I have a big, crazy, gnarly, gargantuan size skeleton I'm going to throw at them next session that does level drain and he can cast darkness on himself and anyone caught in that darkness takes damage and loses actions and shit like like I get to throw that kind of stuff at them and it's like what do you do <laughs> and they figure it out they have the tools to figure it out and they they got it done man they did a they did a really good job of knowing what they you know what they could do their turns went as fast as they could go for the most part and it's hard like you can't remember everything i forgot i forgot a couple key things during the dragon fight there was a couple little spell effects i had going that i totally forgot about plus the acid from the beginning was supposed to be dealing them damage but you know who gives a shit like it was fun it was as fast as possible I'm super, super excited to do it again. And then for the final fight to finish this thing off and just see what that's like, because it's going to be unreal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever do this again, because the, putting together the characters is the hardest part. Putting together the adventure is pretty easy, but it it takes a lot to put together a 20th level Pathfinder character and to get it right. Uh, it's so easy to make mistakes or not read something or read something wrong and all of a sudden things are out of whack. But once you get it dialed in, <clears throat> it works. <laughs> it's certainly not for everyone. But that was the sum up of my game. I am starting to lose my voice a little bit here so i think i'm going to stop talking now all right well that's about it for today for me folks uh thank you so much to colin man <laughs> spike pit dude i laughed so goddamn hard when i listened to those messages the first time <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Those were absolutely perfect, man. Oh my god. Jason, Nerds RPG Variety Cast, dude. I appreciate your call-in as always, brother. Hopefully I get you in a game sometime. And I will admit, I am no longer the only one who says his name right every time. So yeah, I will stop saying that. <laughs> Spencer, I got you, man. Uh Barry, Shadow of the GM, thank you, dude. As always, thank you so much. And 
you know, folks are like, oh, dude, what's up with all the weird titles you've been throwing out, Joe? What, what are those all about? If you don't know, I've been using a bunch of Iron Maiden song titles or album titles as my titles for my episodes lately. I think I'm going to keep doing it until Bruce Dickinson flies down here and tells me to stop in his Iron Maiden 747. Uh, but I am not the only one that appreciates Iron Maiden. I'm not the only one with immaculate taste, so let's go out on that. As a PS, loving the Iron Maiden theme title still. I tried to sneak one in one of my episodes as well. Um, loving it. It's like we're living my youth here now. Uh, you've got amazing taste. Not just in RPGs, but also music. Okay, speak to you later. Bye.